Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Greg Ward. How are you doing, Greg? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm doing great. I am based in sunny San Diego, which is actually not all that sunny right now, but uh, I absolutely love, I'm originally from New York, spent many years living in Europe and eventually found my way to San Diego uh, so I could play 20, uh, tennis all year long. That's fantastic. I love San Diego. I've been there. It's, a, it's, it's, very, it's very beautiful. I love it. It really is. It really it is. is. Indeed. Greg Ward is the founder of the Center for Respectful Leadership and an award-winning best-selling author, speaker, and executive coach who started his career as a specialist trainer for the NYPD. I think your mission to invest in leadership and organizational transformation by focusing on the positive power and measurable impact of respect is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Greg. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on it. Is my privilege. Oh, thank you. So it's it, the privilege is mine, obviously, so because we already had so much fun before we even started. <laughs> so well, let's get the interview out of the way, right? <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So, so here's my first question to you. So, who's your ideal client, and what's the biggest challenge they face? Well. Typically, our ideal client is the general manager of a business unit, VP, EVP of a business unit, and or their head of HR. And they are having challenges with respect and disrespect between their employees. And they're not quite sure what to do about it. It doesn't quite rise to the level of illegality or uh, sexual harassment or bullying, but it's more subtle than that. And they're really at a loss. They, they can tell it's having a negative impact. They know that, but they're at a loss at, uh, as to what to do about it. And that's the primary challenges that seem to come across my desk almost all the time. Yeah, and I, I think so how you describe it. It sounds like there's a whole range, first of all, of uh, being disrespectful, obviously, a whole spectrum. And also that, uh, you know, kind of like being, well, untrained, obviously, but also not knowing i think that is that is really remarkable in in its uh, alone so we've never been taught uh, or uh, in a way in business school how to deal with that so is that also uh, your experience very very much so in fact what we're seeing more and more is is people not only going to business school but going to uh, a technology school and 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 studying to become engineers and scientists and and accountants and they everyone's becoming a highly educated specialist but the one topic they don't really broach in business school or in these technical schools is interpersonal communication how do you get along with others how how do you how do you lead others from your heart rather than your head and so what we find is people are really unaware 
of how important respect and disrespect are in workplace relationships. And our research over the past 20 years has led us to the conclusion that they are both far more important contributors to performance and productivity and collaboration than anyone ever imagined. And so we're now looking at, and it's funny, I was just uh, listening to a historian talking about what's going on in the United States politically. And he made a comment. He said, you know, we haven't been this angry and divided with each other. Uh, I, I had read up until recently since the 1960s, the Vietnam War. But he went on to say, we haven't been this divided since the Civil War in the mid 1800s. So that tells you what's going on. And every day I am getting people, um, good people, contacting me saying the level of disrespect in my workplace, which is being reflected in our society or vice versa, what's going on in our society is being reflected in our, our workplaces. Is is unbelievable and daunting and upsetting, and we don't know what to do about it. And it, it could you. be. Yeah. I, I apologize for interrupting no, you. No. Uh, um, it could be as simple as someone you're in the middle of a meeting and someone's doing this and they're on their phone. It could be as simple as that, or you're in the meeting and they interrupt you. They just like I did to you, and I apologize for that. Uh, but they don't apologize; they just do it. And, and so there's very little slights these these little cuts that happen that fall underneath the radar, and and people feel disrespected, but they don't know what to say, they don't know how to respond, and it just builds and builds and builds. No, I, 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 this is this is a, with such clarity, and of course, it's increasingly getting getting stronger. And there's a quote on on your website that I like uh, uh, a lot that describes that uh, in 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 very plain words. It's like respect is like air, and if you don't have air to breathe, uh, that's the first thing uh, you notice. And this is kind of like the same. Uh, you're you're going to have the same effects. You, you can't breathe any longer. So it's like, yes, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, when, we, when we've got plenty of air to breathe, we don't even think about it. But the moment we don't have enough air, it's all we can think about. And it's the same with respect. When people treat each other with respect, we kind of go unconscious to it, and it's fine. But when people treat each other with disrespect, a very primitive part of our brain, and the neuroscience about this is, is actually very new, but there's a very primitive part of our brain, which is essentially a, a threat center. It, it's, it's at the brain stem. I like to use what the old medical school uh, analogy if you hold up your fist and you think about this fleshy part of your your fist and below it is the spine well right here is the brain stem and it's kind of a central processor for all of the uh, senses including your sense of whether or not you're being treated respectfully and if it's triggered if you're being if you feel like you're under threat it, it will send a message to the amygdala and that's the thumb inside the fingers and it's about that size the amygdala the best way to describe it, and neuroscientists kind of roll their eyes when I say this, but the, the amygdala is kind of like the drugstore of the brain. It regulates the hormones that are released into the body. And so when you're triggered, you've got a threat center that's triggered. And then you've got your amygdala releasing all sorts of hormones like adrenaline and, and neorepinephrine and, and, and uh, the stress hormone, uh, all, cortisol. All of these things combine to completely shut off 
off the, the neocortex, the thinking part of your brain, and you undergo what's called an amygdala hijack, and you go into fight, flight, or freeze mode. Even when it's as simple as someone saying something that you perceive to be disrespectful, you're going to have a little bit of that response, and it stops you from thinking. So these are very, very important concepts that most people have no idea. And, and so they just shunt respect and disrespect to one side as if it's not that important, whereas we have found it's the exact opposite. So um, for, uh, I, going a little bit deeper, because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm German, I'm thorough, <laughs> so I just want to <laughs> understand. <laughs> so um, because also to help also someone who is in a position who is uh, uh, an executive and experiencing, oh, here, here we go, there's something going on. So what are common mistakes they make when trying to solve their problem even before, so they can, you know, before they reach out to someone like you, uh, so they can identify, uh, oh, this is not the right way to uh, to deal with these issues? Yes. Well, the most common mistake is to ignore it, is they ignore feelings of disrespect, that when people express that they feel disrespect, they just say, oh, you know, that's just the way they are. Don't worry about it. Just get over it. Or they tell people, hey, you got to be a team player or it's no big deal. Well, when you minimalize people's feelings, they actually feel more disrespected. So, in general, the big mistake is to either ignore it or minimalize it. What we advise instead is what an executive should do is acknowledge it. Just say, I can tell you feel disrespected. I can see you're frustrated. I can tell you're upset. Now, psychologically, when someone says to us or, or uh, mirrors back to us the feelings that we are expressing, psychologically, we at least feel as if we've been heard. We've been uh, uh, acknowledged for what's going on with us. When you tell us, oh, it's no big deal, get over it, or you're too sensitive, that's the one I get accused of all the time. Uh, and my res my response is, well, don't be such a jerk, and I wouldn't be so sensitive, and, and throw it back in their face. But people don't realize when they are being the jerk, they're just being themselves, what they call authentic. And so uh, your authenticity might be very offensive to me and vice versa, mine to you. So the big mistake is to failing to acknowledge feelings, minimalizing everything or pretending it's no big deal, because it is. It, it really is. And essentially uh, taking away the air to breathe for yes. uh, for the other person. So, okay, I Love got it. it. Wonderful. Love so it. before I ask Greg, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So, Greg, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue? The most easy response when someone expresses a negative feeling about disrespect is to say, I hear you. I understand. I get it. And not to belittle, not to minimize just to say, I get it. I feel you is, is a very common phrase uh, that my I have three millennial children and they use that phrase. And so 
once a person feels acknowledged for their feelings, then they can start to have a conversation about what to do about it. But without acknowledgement of feelings, it's very hard to get past those feelings. They become more locked in. They feel even more disrespected. So the best thing you can do right off the bat when someone says, I'm upset, I'm frustrated, I feel disrespected, is say, I hear you. What I'm hearing you say is you feel disrespected, you're frustrated, you're angry, you feel betrayed. Is that what you're saying? And most people say, yes, thank goodness, somebody is listening. And when you get that level of of relief, simply by uh, acknowledgement, people are willing to have a a more rational, cognitive conversation. Well, thank you for sharing these golden nuggets. <laughs> these thank are you. really remarkable. So I want to give you also the platform to share where people can find you and also uh, what is one valuable free resource that you can direct. Oh, yes. That thank you that very much for asking. Uh, we have a newsletter on LinkedIn called uh, Respectfully Resist. And if you Google Respectfully Resist newsletter, it'll be right at the top and just click on it and subscribe. It's absolutely free. It's filled with articles and resources and all sorts of information about respect and disrespect, very practical, useful kinds of stuff. And folks can reach out to us directly at our website, Respectful Leadership, uh, well, the Center for RespectfulLeadership.org, or you could go to RespectfulLeadership.org and you'll find us that way. Excellent. Of course, we put all the links in the show description so folks can find it. Thank you for sharing. Thank Greg. you. So, Greg, what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Okay. Uh, the question you should have asked me respectfully is, what do I do? What does someone do when they feel disrespected at work? And my response is to take a bath. What? Bath? What are you talking about, Greg? The B stands for breathe. Take a very deep breath. Before you react to feeling disrespected, take a deep breath. The A stands for ask yourself, did this person really intend to disrespect me or are they just on autopilot, not even thinking unintentionally doing and saying things that uh, cause me to feel disrespected? So that's what the A stands for. Ask yourself if this was intentional. This The T stands for time. Give yourself a little bit of time to think through how best to respond when someone treats you with disrespect. If you remember, uh, when it happens, you instantaneously feel a threat down in your threat center. The amygdala is triggered. So you don't want to react in the fight, flight, or freeze, but rather you want to be thoughtful and think things through. So the T stands for time and think. Think things through. And finally, the H stands for hold off. Don't do anything. Just hold off. You can think it through, but hold off. Give yourself some time to simmer down. So again, when people feel disrespected at work, my advice is to take a bath. Breathe. Ask yourself if this was intentional. Think it through. Take some time. And finally, hold off. Don't do anything. Wow, I'm <laughs> just a start. Thank you so much for for sharing a bath with us. <laughs> This is super important <laughs> and easy to remember right now. Thank you. Thank Wonderful. You. So, Greg, this brings me to my final question. And respectfully, it's a personal one. 
When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Just by asking me that question, I get goosebumps because, because I think about what happened. Two weeks ago, my wife and I went on a very well-deserved vacation. We had not been on vacation in a long, long time, just a brief few days on the Oregon coast. We'd never been there before. If you know about it, it's very wild. It's not classic Southern California, wide sandy beaches where everybody's hanging out. It's wild. The wind blows. The rain flows. It is It is very dramatic. And so we'd never been there. And when we stepped out of our hotel onto the, the there was a lawn and then the, the beach and this rock there, we were in a place called Cannon Beach. And there's a rock there. It's, it's, a, it's about 125 feet tall. It's about 100 yards offshore. It's called Haystack. It's absolutely beautiful and it's stunning and it's dramatic and the birds are flying around and and the wind and the and the waves and it's just my wife and I just stood there with our mouths open going oh my goodness this is gorgeous that's when we had the big goosebump moment well mission accomplished <laughs> i'm having goosebumps as well and thank you for sharing the you know this vibrant adventure with us and this beautiful goosebumps moment it's amazing and thank hey. you greg for Thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.